0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Hi, Learn. It's on. It is I, Van Lathan.
1: And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Rachel, we got to get into some serious shit. But before we do, dispensing with the pleasantries today, no pleasantries. No pleasantries. I do want to say one thing now. Okay. Before this podcast, I was shooting this shit with Trudy. Mm-hmm. And I think I found out more about Trudy. In one mini convo than we have in all of these podcasts <laughs> and everything else, Trudy, jump on real quick. What did Trudy say?
2: Hey, Van.
0: Trudy, what team did you say you grew up being a lifelong fan oh. of?
2: I am a Duke Blue Devil basketball fan.
0: I Trudy, stand- do me a favor, get off the fucking podcast. <laughs> Who? What? Black yeah. Negro that didn't go to Duke. How in the world can you look at Duke as a nigga from Boston? I'm from where,
2: Springfield. Springfield, Wherever. Boston, stand up. Shout out 413.
0: How could you look at Duke and be a Duke fan? I can't say if you went to Duke. They're all camera crazy. Oh, how? Why Duke?
2: So this is the real story. Growing up, you know, like typical Black families, I went to a Baptist church and my pastor was super, super young. I think he was like 25 when he started and he was a graduate of Duke. So in fourth grade, you know how you have little state projects? So I ended up getting North Carolina. A big part of my fair was about UNC versus Duke. And that year, Duke actually won. So just from there, I've been...
1: Makes sense.
0: Makes sense, Trudy. Makes makes fucking zero sense. You just made. I don't respect it. Look, I'll be honest with you. You know what the greatest sports moments of my life is? Shout out to this guy because I know him now. and He's a great guy. Uh He's a great guy. But shout out to this other guy too because he's. My cousin, Glenn Davis, played for the LSU Fighting Tigers. They met Duke in the Sweet 16. I think it was 2005, maybe. Maybe 2006. Can't remember. Probably 2006. It's definitely 2006. They they, they meet Duke in the Sweet 16. Garrett Temple, my little homie, big friends with his brother Kyle is on J.J. Redick and just fucking love you, J.J. Love you. I was going to say,
2: that's my guy, J.J.
0: Just took JJ out of the fucking game. Just LSU, you know what it was? It was it was big black South Louisiana brothers. We go up there and we kick Duke in the ass. And we 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 march on into the final four but then We got kicked in our asses. But the reality is okay. that. Okay, say
2: that part I, louder.
0: I, I couldn't just I loved it. It's like Temple, Davis up against Reddick. We just destroyed him. It was one of the favorite We just made him cry. Fuck Duke. Like, I can't believe that you're a Duke fan. That's it. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're as toxic as they come true. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> He's so um bad. on a lighter note, I would just like to point out that a dream has been realized and will be realized tomorrow. I, yours truly, will be on QVC. Oh <laughs> QVC Rach will be oh! live. I gotta thank you, Van. You nickname me that. It's coming. It's happening. I'll be promoting the book live on QVC. QVC, this is gonna ranked. be so.
0: By the way, look, this is what we're gonna do, Donnie. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie you there? Listening? Yeah. Clips, Donnie. This is what we're gonna do. You need clips. Got to have clips.
3: Yep. Got to have clips. Yep, I know it. Got to, got
0: to have clips, Donnie. <laughs> we like, like, we, we gotta have clips. We gotta have clips. QVC Rach, has gone full QVC. Has this ever happened before where somebody's nickname has didn't come true? What the know. fuck?
1: What it's the happening. Hell is
0: going <laughs> Rach, I'm not gonna lie. You're having um, you're having a moment right now.
1: Am I having a moment?
0: Yeah. Your face was used to represent all of <laughs> Negro life on Amazon. They put your face for a now quick on, second. Now you're on QVC. Okay. And on top of that, you saw what I posted about the Cowboys being able to have every single You Super know what? Bowl I said Dallas. I wanted
1: to change things to a lighter <laughs> note. Man, you know who sent me that post? Who? Brian. Brian yeah, doesn't love me. Brian yeah. sent me. I'd never Brian seen. Brian is it.
0: the man. That's why. <laughs> um, okay, so look, this is why we dispense with the pleasantries. You guys, <sighs> we're gonna. Change up the format of higher learning a little bit. And one way we're gonna do this is we're gonna start giving you guys a little bit more segments. And one segment we're gonna start giving you guys is called the big deal. And basically where we go into the big deal of the day to make sure we guys give you guys enough meat on the things that people are talking about and the things that matter. Now, we are a Spotify podcast. I, I know you guys know what's coming. <laughs> we are a Spotify podcast. Yes, we are we work for spotify we
1: do okay
0: um there's another spotify podcast right now that everybody is talking about rachel mm-hmm. rachel
1: mm-hmm. Rach, mm-hmm.
0: what what podcast am i talking about rachel the
1: joe rogan experience
0: the joe rogan experience actually that's not what i was talking about i was talking about dreamscapes the little podcast that you put on when you go to sleep i love that you ever listen to dreamscapes <laughs> no <laughs> dreamscapes is crazy yo I don't know, the, like, don't just to make that joke. <laughs> uh, just to make that joke, I shouted out Dreamscapes, but you guys, Dreamscapes is out. crazy. Check okay. it out. So, we're going to talk about the Joe Rogan podcast and the N word. But the N word we're going to try to use is nuance. Now, when I say nuance, I don't mean nuance in explaining away anything that this motherfucker has said. I mean. I think we owe it to ourselves and to the listeners to do as deep of a dive into this whole Joe Rogan thing as we possibly can. So if we spend more time on this topic than we normally do, it is for good reason. Okay, Okay. so I want you guys to hold on for a second. Take a little break. All right. Get your get your ears all ready. All right. Get yourself all ready. Rachel is yawning. She's ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. All right. On the other side of this break, we're going to dive into the big deal of the day, which is, of course, the Spotify Joe Rogan controversy. We'll be right back. All right. Rachel, did you see everything that happened with Joe Rogan?
1: I saw it all. It's like it came trickling down. You Triple. know what I mean? It's like something would come out. Then you hear something else. Then someone would make this comment. Then this article came out. Then this person had a it, it just, It just kept. It wouldn't stop. Snowball. snowball
0: wouldn't stop. Snowball, snowball, snowball. Remember back in the cartoons how a snowball would start and then exactly. it would turn into like a big snowball? Does that really happen?
1: Well, it happened with this.
0: It did, but is is that I want somebody to tell me, is that real?
1: Like a well, snowball
0: and then it turns into I, a big I snowball? Think, I
1: don't think so. I mean, unless you're talking about um, an avalanche. Well,
0: no, that's different. That's like a lot of snow. I'm talking about one ball roll and then it turns no. into a big ball. How no. do you know?
1: You don't know. I you're lived just in Wisconsin. I lived in Wisconsin. Oh, that's, true.
0: that's true. Are there mountains there though? I don't know if they're mountains.
1: Does it have to be a mountain? That it, it needs to be home? a
0: mountain because think about how long you would have, we're getting sidetracked. Spoken
1: from somebody. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, <laughs> snow, right? snowballing. This is snowball effect. Okay, okay, okay. so Bring this is back. what
0: we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take this from the beginning. We're not gonna talk about the the parts of this that you guys already know, which is the fact that Joe Rogan had already been under fire for what people say is vaccine misinformation. That's not what people say is vaccine information. It is vaccine information uh misinformation. And so there was already people out there that were that were talking about how what a problematic uh podcast the Joe Rogan experience was. We had seen a couple of different music artists. I think it was India Ree,
1: Bill Young. Um Joni really Mitchell.
0: Mitchell. That's, I was like Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell Mitchell pulled their music off of Spotify even before uh the racist videos of him resurfaced. Okay. Right. All right. That was in and of itself enough to warrant a conversation, but for our purposes and what we're talking about, we are going to talk about specifically the question that everyone wants an answer to, which is, is Joe Rogan a racist? Mm. Is his podcast a breeding ground for racist and white supremacist ideas? I think those are the questions that people are asking. So in order to do this, we're going to now give you a lot of sound. The first thing we're going to do is give you some of the sound in question that got us here. The first video that started to to trend around, that tr- trickle around to, pl- to, to places, it was a mashup of Joe Rogan and all the times of his podcast that he has said the N-word. Donnie, could you roll that for me right now?
3: Like, you know, the nigger thing. Yeah. Saying the word nigger. Well, you've already said nigger. D is just like nigger. Boy. Saying nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger and starts calling them niggers. Or er, nigger. There should be a word like nigger, especially like the word nigger. That's our nigger. About niggers. He says nigger. Guy, a nigger. And there are niggers. Start saying nigger. How uh, you use the word nigger. Out the word nigger. See nigger. Word nigger. Say nigger and he couldn't say nigger. What's nigger? Huh. Nigger. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that, uh, I, it, it, it's, it's tough to listen to. Keep go ahead.
0: It's tough. <laughs> wait, wait. wait, 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 wait let, let's talk about it. It's, that's tough for you to listen to.
1: And I've heard it. I've heard right. it, but yeah. just hearing it again, I just the compilation of it all, like I, I cringe. I like almost have chills or goosebumps. Just and it's the way he's saying it and how he's saying it and and the tone behind it all. But keep going, keep going. Okay,
0: okay. So uh, those are not the only clips in question that got Ro- Joe Rogan into trouble in terms mm-hmm. of people asking whether or not Joe Rogan is racist. There were more. One clip in which Joe Rogan described an experience where he accidentally ended up in a Philadelphia movie theater for a screening of Planet of the Apes. I'm not going to describe to you what happened in the clip. I'm going to let
3: you hear it yourself and you tell me whether or not you think this is all fucked up. We uh, we can't go to there. So I go, you got to go to uh, one where there's Planet of the Apes. man. We're going to go see Planet of the Apes. So I look on the iPhone app and it says, OK, take me to this one. And the guy goes, okay, I Goes is that in a good neighborhood? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy barely speaks English. He takes us there. We get out, and we're giggling, oh, we're going to see Planet of the Apes. We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we walked into Africa, dude. We, we, we walked in the door, and there was no white people. There was no white people. We, Planet of the Apes didn't take place in Africa. Was, that was a racist thing for me to say. But you see what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Flies we,
0: automatically stuck to your
3: head. Yeah, we, we, we would have— Jesus. Okay.
1: All right. I didn't even hear the last part before.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh
0: it it's definitely tough. So that is a obviously a clip where it seems as if at least initially uh <laughs> Joe Rogan said, "Let's be real." What just happened was that Joe Rogan said that he got dropped off in a black neighborhood to see Planet Apes, and he was in Planet the Apes. <laughs> there's no other fucking way to beat around the bush. There's not. No, he acknowledges
1: uh, it. He, he, said, it. It he, he said, said it was racist. He said it
0: was racist. Came back. Either way, either context that you use, that's racist. We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we get to his apology, but before we move on, there's yet another video. Okay. I don't know who this guy is on Joe Rogan's podcast. Donnie, do you know who this gentleman is on the podcast? I don't.
3: I don't. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Freddie Lockhart. I believe it's Freddie, Freddie Lockhart. If I'm wrong, I made out. Freddie Lockhart. I love
0: Freddie Lockhart. Uh, don't know who that is. But he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He, he mentions to Joe Rogan that he is biracial, half black, half white. This is Joe Rogan's response. What are you yet? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. uh, dad's black, mom's white. Standard issue, pretty much. Powerful, powerful Dude. combination genetic wise, right? You get the body of the black man and then you get the mind of the white man all right. together in yeah. some strange combination. That doesn't, by next. the way, mean that black people don't have brains. It's no. a different brain. Don't, right. don't get me wrong. Okay.
0: Black people have a different brain. Um, <laughs> all right. So I want you to take all of those things into consideration right now. This is the leaping off point for the conversation that we're about to have. I now want to play for you Joe Rogan's apology. Obviously those videos a combination of those videos started going around and there are a lot of people particularly in the black community now Rachel I would ask you a question real quick Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast in the history of podcasts by far it's not even close Mm -hmm. I want to explain to people how how ridiculous it is okay When you are starting a podcast, you don't even shoot. You don't even aspire to be Joe Rogan. It's an Mm -hmm. anomaly. It it, the the fact that he it's that popular. It just doesn't happen. You can have the most popular of popular popular podcasts. Joe Rogan is double, triple, three times how popular they are. He might just be heard more than any other singular voice in this country right now, and I don't think that's hyperbole at all. Mm -hmm. Having said that. Do you know a lot of Black people who listen to the Joe Rogan experience? I don't. And therein, I (laughs) think...
1: I don't know if any any of my friends do.
0: So I listen to it from time to time. I've listened to it depending on who we would have on there. Therefore, I think lies the interesting situation here. You have a podcast that is incredibly popular that I'm sure there has to be a lot of Black people that that listen to it, just for raw numbers, a lot meaning there's some put, but it doesn't have a real a real standing within Black culture. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. So because of that, for a lot of people, this might've been the first time they ever heard Joe Rogan. As crazy as that is to say, they might've known who he was and that he had a podcast, but they didn't know this kind of stuff was going on there, which made, I think, to be honest with you, the response to this, because that video had come out before, but in this particular time, I think it made it a lot more incendiary than it normally has been because you had a lot of black people in the media, higher parts of the media. Right. You're raising your hand.
1: Self, Yeah. Self-included. No right. idea.
0: That, that had no clue.
1: No idea that he had used the N-word before. No idea that he had made reference to black people as apes. No idea that he said our brain is different from white folks. I had no... So it's jarring it's shocking to me this is my first time going through this never really been a huge fan more so because of the misinformation that he puts out there uh more i i just i i don't gravitate to his podcast or the, what he does on it it's just not for me but right. i've never had it but it wasn't because of this right. now i know him in a different way
0: right absolutely and i think that was the experience of a lot of people uh so okay that goes around all right becomes a big deal Mm -hmm. everybody's talking about it. And then Joe Rogan apologizes. Mm -hmm. We are going to play Joe Rogan's apology in its totality. That's not the last sound that we're going to give to you from Joe Rogan, but we just want to make sure that we lay this case out there completely. We're going to give you this. So buckle up. I'm sure you've heard the apology before, but we're going to give it to you again right now in its totality so that we can have a conversation about this. Go ahead, Donnie. it.
3: There's a video that's out. That's a compilation of me saying the N word it's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible even to me. Now, I know that to most people there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit, or I was co- quoting a Paul Mooney bit, or a, I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction, or I was talking about how a Netflix executive ironically used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him, not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it and it could be a punchline, it could be a term of endearment, it could be lyrics to a rap song, it could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist, but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up, and I clearly have fucked up. Okay, all right. Your thoughts on the apology?
1: The only part of that apology that I'm willing to take is he said, by the time you have to start saying that you fucked up, you already fucked up. I can't, I can't accept anything else that he says. And the reason I can't is because there are too many disclaimers in there that try to paint him as a victim that aren't lost on me. He continues to say that there is, it's a compilation. He emphasizes that meaning it's not something I said all the time. They compiled this together. He continues to say that it was taken out of context, meaning that that's not really what he meant to say. If you heard it all together, you would have understood why I was using it. You would have understood the purpose behind it. That's another excuse. He then says that it was taken over 12 years, again, emphasizing the fact that he didn't say it all the time. Over 12 years, all these things were put together and he hasn't said it in years. I can't accept that everything to me that he is saying at that point except for by the time the, the part that i just said at the end is making an excuse for his behavior that's not an apology he's explaining why he did it then you don't understand the problem in what you did you don't understand how it devalues how it's disrespectful how it's racist okay you performed racist actions that makes you racist i i i'm i'm sorry and there's too many things as we've talked about When you compile all these things together, that you can't say it's a one-off. You can't say this happened over 12 years. You can't say it was taken out of context. It is what it is. It's very hard for me to accept an apology after the fact. You did it for years. You were comfortable. And it sounds like even as he's explaining in this apology, he is still making, he's still explaining why he said those things. So that's not an apology. You think that you had the right to do it because there was a certain purpose behind it. I'm not, like, this meant nothing to me. Huh. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: You said it's very hard to accept an apology after the fact. Well, you can only apologize after the fact, right? No. Like, you can't. pre Okay, okay,
1: okay, sorry. Oh, you, you know can what, apo- Rachel? Rachel, I'll tell you, ap- you right now, I'm sorry.
0: Just <laughs> Thank per- just, you, because
1: you know you're going to do something fucked up. But <laughs> you're right. It's an apology. I said an apology after the fact, but I should say an apology after you were called out and got caught. That's what okay. I should say.
0: Right, right. Okay. You knew That's you said true. this.
1: You knew you That's said very it. And it's not until you've been publicly reprimanded in this way, because according to you, this has come up before in some ways, maybe not on this grand scale as it is right now or this large stage, but in this way. So you have to apologize now.
0: OK, that's very true. OK, so look, uh, when I listen to the apology, I hear what you hear in almost anybody's apology right you hear someone saying hey i apologize but this was the frame of, of mind i was in when i when i made my mistake that's what i hear i hear somebody going a lot of times people apologize and they 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 apologize and then they go okay but let me tell you why i fucked up so that's what i hear and i hear him doing that very clumsily. this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do joe rogan a favor right now here on the higher learning podcast this is how magnanimous we are don't put me in this yet us Rachel <laughs> Lindsay and Van Lathan. We're going to do Joe Rogan a favor right here. Joe Rogan said that in that compilation of N-words, that it was taken out of context, the, the uses of the N-word. What we're going to do is take one of the times that Joe Rogan said the N-word okay. and not clip it, but leave the context in it. Okay. This clip is from about three years ago. Three years. Three years. <laughs> okay. Three years ago. The cl- this clip is from about three years ago. It's Joe Rogan talking to somebody about the new climate of what you can and cannot say, office culture, white privilege, the entire thing. We're going to run this clip for you so you can hear the
3: N-word usage in context. Donnie, give it to it. Whenever people can't express themselves freely, there's going to be some sort of suppression. And if there's some sort of suppression, there's a resentment of that suppression. And then there's just like this anxiety and this tension. You know, it's like when what it's essentially what we're saying is when you think about people in business meetings, how they're forced to communicate. How they're forced to dress, how they're forced to communicate. They go into this very professional building. All the women are dressed professional. All the men are dressed professional. They all get together in these conference tables, and everyone is agreeing. Even though these are sexual beings who maybe like cocaine, you know, and they, they, they've <laughs> been right. to fucking, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they've they've been to music festivals, and they've maybe been to Burning Man, and but. They're contained. They're contained in this room, and they're talking about statistics. They're talking about probabilities, and, and then someone brings up diversity. Yes, diversity, all very important. And everyone is behaving in this super weird world where you can't you can't move outside the box even remotely. If you if you move outside the box even a little, if you say you know about the guy from Netflix who got fired because he used the N word. In a descriptive, he was he was talking about Tom Segura's special, where Tom Segura was talking about changes in language. Right. He was talking about some words you can't say anymore. And he says, like, you can't say, retarded. He says this. Just because he said that, just because he said that, people were getting angry at him and protesting and groups were trying to boycott Netflix. I remember, it yeah. Right. So... This guy, I don't remember his name, but he was uh, one of the big wigs at Netflix. And he said, he was like, it's like saying the word nigger to an African-American person. That's what it's like to say retarded to a family where someone has someone who's down syndrome. So, he was defending. He was talking about how offensive yeah. that word is to people. So, it's like, this is the issue that we're dealing with. So, he's just talking about it in a very matter-of-fact way. <laughs> they report him for saying the word and he gets fired, and they, apparently he did yeah. this twice. That's what I read in I the same kind is, of context. Yes, the same exact Come context. On. So he's repeating this thought. It's he's basically having. Um, w- they're doing an intellectual exercise. Like, is this is it the same to you? And he's saying it around African American people. But, it, but in saying it around African American people, just the fact that he said the word and um, uttered it like abracadabra, just saying it. Was enough for him to lose his very high profile job at Netflix, which was apparently well liked. Okay, that's the full context Mm
0: -hmm.
3: of what Joe
0: Rogan was trying to say in his N word usage in one instance of it. Now we are we're bending over backwards for Rogan right now, all right? Because remember, now we have Rogan already on record saying that black people, black brains, and white brains are different. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Uh, we have the Planet of the Apes thing, but if we talk specifically about N word in context, I want to get everybody on the podcast, Trudy and Donnie, together, and ask the question. Starting with Rach, does that change anything about Joe Rogan's apology to you?
1: No. <laughs> It doesn't. I mean, if you listen to the context of that conversation that we just played, he clearly already knows it's wrong to say the N-word. And he starts off saying N-word. Right. Then he goes on to say the actual word. After, as he's telling a story of of an executive that got fired for saying the word because it offended people. So you're talking about how this word is offensive. Two Black people, and yet you say it. That doesn't give you permission to say it just because somebody else said it when you know that this word is offensive and it's wrong. Right. So, it doesn't change how I feel about his apology.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Well, Just real quick. Trudy, Donnie, what do you guys think?
3: I agree with Rachel, what she just said. Like he, in that conversation, he's like putting his foot down, I feel like, on that topic. Ah, uh, like nothing stopping go. him from saying the n-word but uh and he's talking about it having consequences against somebody else who he talks about as being a powerful person and having a high position and then he puts his foot down and, and you let you know where he stands on that whole topic by saying "nigger" instead of the n-word Trudy
2: I mean y'all said it best honestly when I heard this clip in its entirety my inner Tammy Roman came out. I felt like I was in the real world reunion season. <laughs> and she was like, it's, you don't say that. You just literally don't say that. So I'm looking at him with a cigarette hanging out my mouth, pointing my finger like <laughs> Tammy Roman
0: Word up, word up. <laughs> okay, so Donnie said something that I think is absolutely correct. He says the N-word because he realizes, this is my opinion, all right? You say the N-word because you realize that you can't say nigger, right? You can't say the word for whatever reason. As you continue to tell a story about somebody who you feel like was treated unfairly because they said the word in a context that you don't feel is racist, um, you rebel. See, I want to make sure that like, this is like, Seen in a 360 view. Okay. So, in his apology, Joe Rogan is talking about the fact that the N-word is a really interesting word. There's no other word like it in the English language. He's right about that. He's right Mm -hmm. about that because of the origins of the word, because of how the word is used today, and because of, of what the word means from one group to another. It's a flashpoint word to black people. When used by white people, that means death destruction, humiliation, exploitation, right? That's what it means. The issue is and and this is the thing that I can't really understand as we continue to litigate this with white people who are seemingly intelligent for years and years and years and years is that the part about this that he doesn't get the part about this that's weird is that the word itself is emblematic of the distrust that black people have for white people. Mm Mm-hmm. See, we're not to the point yet in American society where you can say nigger in front of me and I don't feel a way about it. Right. We haven't made it there, okay? See, with my people, with my people, I uh, just being who I am, when someone's, oh, so, yo, nigga this, nigga that, nigga that, the chances that they want to lynch me, cut my dick off, stuff it into my mouth, make sure I don't vote, they're pretty low. See, I mm-hmm. trust and love black people. I trust and love black people because over the course of my life, the 41 years I've lived, soon to be 42, black people have shown me love. Mm-hmm. They've 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 cared for me. They've nurtured me. They've been there to protect me. Some not all of them. Not all of them. We're mono, not a monolith. Obviously, we hurt each other. Obviously, we exploit each other. Obviously, all that happens. But where I'm from in my community, we loved and looked out for one another. See, white people have just never done that, right? And I'm not saying it's their job too. But what I'm saying is there are other things that they have done. There are other things that have gone on. There are other things that have taken place both historically and here in the contemporary society that we live in, in terms of relations between black and white people. So when the word comes out of your mouth, mm-hmm. it comes out with all the history and all the energy and and all the intent that it meant to me in 1870 and i'll tell you why because it doesn't matter what you mean by the word i know that you meant to say it right see what i'm saying so it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what you if if what you mean by the word i know you meant to say it you fixed your mouth to say it in front of me and what we're trying to do one of the ways that we can move to a point to maybe we do feel more comfortable around each other is respect each other's boundaries. Respect the boundaries. Society is made up of these really small little treaties, right? Like, hey, like your neighbor, right? If your neighbor says, hey, stay off my lawn, uh, you know, stay off my lawn, don't let your dog shit on my lawn. What if you look at your neighbor and you say, hey, fuck that. My dog shits wherever he wants to shit. Your neighbors ask you to do a very small thing to make sure that you guys can look at each other and get along and live on the same block. What if you look at your neighbor and be like, fuck you. The dog's a dog. It's like he doesn't mean anything by it. He's just shitting on you. He doesn't mean to shit on you. He's just doing it. Mm -hmm. You're taking his shit out of context. Right? I just... Mm -hmm. White people understand everything else in the world except for blackface and the N-word. Like, we, 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 we have to keep reminding people like Joe Rogan that, yo, it's not about what, what you have in your heart. I could give a fuck less what you have in your heart. What I'm asking you to do is respect the fact that we don't appreciate you talking to us like that or talking, using that word. It's simple.
1: So I listened I, I listen to your example about the dog shitting on the yard. A neighbor who allows their dog to do that and makes excuses for it, and knows it's wrong but doesn't care and doesn't respect your boundaries what is that neighbor really saying what is that neighbor really doing
0: oh precisely they're saying they don't so here's the. so absolutely so what what you're what you're doing is you're saying i don't give a fuck what you correct this block is mine this street is mine i am the person like my dog could do whatever he wants i can do whatever i want here is the problem. This is a psychological issue with white people. They live in their own country. America's theirs. I, like they, they, they. It's they the entitlement, know.
1: it's the privilege. And that's what I wanted you to point out with your, with your example. No, it's they, so
0: true. They know that America's their country, right? So to me, and I've dealt with this anytime I've ever dealt with white people, they always, why can't I say it? They're not used to being told exactly. no to anything. They We get told no all the time. We get told. We get told don't drive in certain areas. We get told don't look at certain people. Like, there's been times where saying hello to a white woman in America could get you could get your motherfucking dick cut off. So we definitely understand the cultural ba- boundaries and lines that we can't cross. As a matter of fact, we're still trying to learn the cultural lines that we can cross. Mm-hmm. We're trying to learn how to be more disruptive. More disruptive to lines that are arbitrary and don't make any sense. This one, though, is something that you're asking the people that you share your society with, you're asking them to do it so that we could get to a point where shit like this won't be a big fucking deal. And I don't fucking believe that he doesn't get this. I don't. Of course he gets it. Of course he gets it. I'm not not speaking on anybody's heart. I can't. It's impossible. I just don't believe that people don't understand this. We talked about three years ago. How long have we been fucking going through this, man? This is... is...
1: Van, it's not that he doesn't get it. It's that he is basically trying to make an excuse as to why he did it. Oh, because I didn't do it like that, right? If I would have done it another way, it would have been different. See, the way I did it is totally acceptable. If you can make that distinction, you get it. He gets it. He knows exactly what it is he's doing. Can I ask you a question? Ask me! Do you think he's racist?
0: I don't know, but I don't think that it matters. Huh? So, 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 so look, so, so here's the deal. I don't think that it matters. Now, I'm, since then, I know a lot of people who know Joe Rogan. So let, let me full disclosure about this. Well, Joe Rogan, like what?
1: Somebody else.
0: You know, uh, a lot of, know, Andrew, you know, a lot of people Yang. who know, a lot of people who know him. So,
1: you so just, so just, just listen.
0: Uh, hear me out.
1: And I'm, I'm asking sure. this because this is a question that has been brought up in a lot of circles. So I think it's important to address.
0: So, so this is my thing. I, I, let me let me amend my answer totally. It doesn't matter. Okay. It it, it really doesn't matter. Okay? okay. Now, Joe Rogan had Jason Wilson on his podcast. Jason Wilson is the head of the Cave of Adullam which is the Transitional transitional Training Institute uh, for Young Black Boys up in Detroit. Jason Wilson is my mentor uh, and a very, very important man to me. And what he is doing in Detroit for young black boys cannot be supported enough. After Jason went on Joe Rogan's podcast, followers for The Cave went through the roof, followers for Jason went through the roof. It brought a lot of money, a lot of notoriety to The Cave itself, okay? Um, obviously, Donnell Rawlings, we've had here on our podcast. Have we? No, we I had Joe Donnell on Ringerverse. Donnell's a great friend of mine. He's very tight with Joe Rogan. Whatever. I don't know whether or not Joe Rogan is a racist. Joe Rogan has what I understand to be, if I'm being what I didn't know this yesterday, he adopted a young black lady. He adopted a black girl. Like his stepdaughter He adopted is his black.
1: wife's daughter. Yes.
0: Right, yeah. He, he, like his, his stepdaughter is black, right? Um so. I don't know whether or not Joe Rogan is a racist. And I think to me, getting caught up on that deflects us from what it is that we're actually talking about. I don't fucking need him to be a racist. I don't need him to not be a racist, right? Mm -hmm. All I need for him to do for me to be fucked up with him is to have a platform where racist ideas and the normalization of them is heard by millions and millions and millions of millions of white frat boys. So I don't need you to to actually look at a nigga and go, I want to kill him. I don't need you to, to be like, I don't want black people living on my block. The racism doesn't even have to be that cartoonish and baked in for you to be a problem. It doesn't matter what's in your heart. All that really matters is what you do. LBJ was a fucking gigantic racist, right? But his political legacy lives in the fact that he worked with Martin Luther King Jr. to to enact civil rights legislation on behalf of black people for mostly political reasons, but still. So for me personally, I'm not a hearts and minds guy. I'm a are you hurting us guy? Mm. And, and, and And the reality to me is when I look at that, I'm like, fighting the war of being able to say nigger on your podcast hurts black people it makes it harder to be black so the reality is fuck the context the apology was bad the context doesn't matter there's no context don't explain it away don't tell us about what's really in your heart do the same thing that everybody has to do in an apology tell us what you learned
1: so I think you have to identify it as racism and I think you have to identify him as racist. So I'm gonna use deductive reasoning here and I don't care what's in his 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 heart or his mind either. I'm gonna take statements and things that you've done and I'm gonna reach a logical conclusion that that's racism. And I think the reason that you have to say that is exactly because of the audience that you just described that listens to him if you don't label it as that then i think you have an excuse to say what he is not and if you look there like everybody wants not everybody but that type of audience wants to say oh he's not racist because he has a black daughter oh he's not racist because he had this person on his podcast oh he's not racist because he has black friends there are levels to racism and the the clips that we played And and I'm sure there are other things that we don't know. But if you just take the statements, the constant use of a word that is hateful, the the way that you don't even think that we are on the same level thinking wise as white people, you have to let you have to label that as racism. And you have to say it.
0: (laughs) I'll be honest with you. (laughs) What? The the different brains thing. That wild. That's textbook, guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, but like, that's, but that's we, textbook. That's but then
1: we just talked about last week how he t- doesn't want to honor the word black and he mm. doesn't and doesn't understand it. Just totally disregards what that term means to black people. I'm yeah. sorry. You have to label it as something because then you get to excuse it. Yeah. And the things in the totality, what he has said is racist.
0: Mm. So uh, let me tell you something uh, you guys, uh, look, white ignorance is an atom bomb. It's just like an atom bomb. like y'all don't understand like question like white people. y'all don't get sick of this. like seriously, man. No, like, they're what, sick uh,
1: of us complaining about it. That's what how, they get sick how, of. How? That's how? what they get sick of Ugh, like, again look, Again, what? you didn't That's call this
0: let me tell you something. let me tell you something. You can't find a million different clips of him saying words to disparage other groups, can you? Can you find a million clips of him saying the K word to talk about my Jewish brothers and sisters? And you don't want to call him racist? Like, <laughs> well, well, well. Here is the deal, though. Once again, for me to, it's not about not calling him racist as much as I don't have any problem calling him racist. It's not a big deal. What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to move past that. If you were to ask me whether it guns in my head whether or not Joe Rogan's a racist, I'd have to say sure, right? Well, yeah, okay, it's pretty... Ugly. To me personally, though, I'm going to be honest with you, I think that that... I think that that, in a way, I think we should move past that. We should move past... Because I'm not a hearts and minds guy. I'm not an Acho's brother. Well, I don't brother.
1: think that's what that is. What?
0: No, up. up. I'm not.
1: We I'm ain't not, taking digs right now. We I'm, ain't I'm taking digs. I'm not. I'm not a hearts and
0: minds guy. I'm not a hearts and minds guy. We're not
1: doing it. His name okay. is Sam and we ain't doing it. We're Sam Acho. Job.
0: I'm not I'm not Sam Acho. I'm not a hearts <laughs> and minds guy. I don't care. It really doesn't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. The only thing I care about, the only thing I care about is functionality. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care if, like, I don't care if in your heart you don't want me to move in your neighborhood. All I care is you don't make it tough to live for me to live there when I do. I don't care if if I don't care if you begrudgingly give me all my rights because you know I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't. I don't care about that. To me, I don't I don't envision or look for a society where where we are able to root out all of these things because I gotta be honest with you, Rachel. I don't think it's possible.
1: It's not possible.
0: So what I but what I do think is possible though is to kick people in their fucking nuts when they cross you. I think personally, and this is a a difference between you and I, that sometimes we get so caught up in whether or not people actually like us that we forget that it's actually not, we shouldn't actually care whether or not they like us or not. We should care if they take from us. And you can actually have a society where people live with you don't like you and they still afraid to fuck with you and they still don't want to fuck over you and they still understand that society works better if you're not being depowered and that only happens when you have power I believe that I believe that I was going
1: to say where does that happen yes if we had power sure sure
0: so so let's take another movie let's take the me too movement okay do you think that men learned in the me too movement to respect and honor women's bodies (laughs)
1: i think that i think they've always known that they should it's just a matter of whether or not they did
0: (laughs) wrong you like no like i I, like to me personally I,
1: i think that people know the difference between right or wrong they just chose not to no that's what i'm saying
0: they like also well,
1: oh, so the, well, well, so 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 her like putting your hands on a woman you don't know that that's wrong without being asked. Yes, they do, Van. They just chew. They just don't give a fuck.
0: Well, well, it, this is the question: the right, the right or the wrong. First of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. There are guys out here that the, the the patriarchy is so baked into them, they think they own her. They don't see it as different than touching your dog. I'm gonna be honest with you. All right. So secondly. Once again, it doesn't matter to me whether or not the Me Too movement made men come to some sort of understanding about how they should treat women. What was important to me is that it laid out clear consequences if they act up. That is the only way for, I've said this before, if I'm in a fight with you and I know I can beat you up Mm -hmm. and I look at you and I know I can beat you up. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's stopping me from fucking over you is my altruism. The only thing that's stopping me from beating the shit out of you as bad as I can is how much pain I want to inflict on you. The reality is the way human beings are, if you're in that situation and you have more power than somebody and somebody else has to rely on you being a good person or you being morally right not to fuck over them, you're going to lose in humanity more often than you're going to win. So why can't it be both? it can be but it one is is severely less important than the other to me to me Seattle's severely less important but go ahead to, to me once you know that the person that you're fighting that they can hurt you and that's what men really have to do like women like empowering someone to me Is giving them the ability to impose consequence on you. Sure. Right. And so that's why I say when I want women empowered, I don't want women empowered. I don't, I don't, I want women empowered. I want women to be able to fuck over men. That cross them. I want women to have the power in boardrooms and places and socially to be like, that's a bad actor. Get him the fuck out. I want them with actual power.
1: Okay. But I also want the other side of it as well. Because if you're talking about raising another generation, it's not just about keeping the women in power. It's also about creating a mindset that teaches them what's right and what's wrong. So I right. do think that it goes deeper than that. But well, I don't know. Well, well to
0: sorry. me, well well well, this is why I say that. To me. If you have a situation where people understand what the lines are, mm-hmm. then like they will get it. Because there'll be more open honest discussion for it. So for, for sure. to me, to me, gun to my head is Joe Rogan a racist, the nigga said that black people had different brains than white people, probably racist. But the re- but 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 the reality <laughs> of this
1: powerful combination, uh, like, I can't like get powerful over
0: combination. That. But but <laughs> the the reality of the situation is it really to me is less important All right? what ma- what like what what matters i don't care how he feels about me i just care how you treat me I, I don't i don't fuck i don't give a fuck like what white people think if they think i'm smarter or attractive or not my mama say i'm handsome
1: i don't care yeah. about that either but i but we can adi- agree to disagree i think sure. you have to call things what they are
0: sure sure of course all right uh that is a big deal for today that is the joe rogan situation you've heard it here look a lot of you guys think, like, oh, are they going to talk about this because we're on Spotify? Let me tell We've you guys We've never shied away from a subject. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. For all of you motherfuckers out there that think like that, that think different Spotify situations and all of that, whatever. Okay. Look, you guys should not be ho- he- holding any black podcasters that are on Spotify, not me, not academics, not Jamel Hill, not anybody. That are on Spotify, fucking responsible for what that white dude did.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Thank you. <laughs> like, seriously. If you're gonna love and support black people, love and support, Van, what are you what are you gonna say, Van? You're on Spotify. As if I sat down in a room with them and was like, yo, man, yo, this Rogan situation is crazy. I just I'm not gonna say nothing. Jack can continue to pay me and I can go buy fucking uh limited edition Marvel comics and shit like that toys for bozeman i've just bought him some new toys this weekend he's excited about it so just if let me
1: you tell love... you something if we if they can keep joe biden oh, joe biden wow Ooh, him too <laughs> him too if Talk about keep, it, Rach. if they can keep joe rogan on on spotify and he can pretty much say whatever he wants because we're going to protect freedom of speech then we can say whatever the fuck we want to as well yeah. <laughs> so. get off all nuts <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: take a break all right aqua no. Okay, I know what to name this segment. Donnie, what should the name of this Aquafina segment be? Well, what is this? For, what is this? We're looking for names of these segments, guys. What should this fall? They under?
1: can help us. Oh, this is great. They can help
0: us. Help um, us. Help us name the segments. What would Aquafina be categorized? Would this be Entertainment Corner?
1: No, it's got to be in like something. Like she didn't give us anything, right? So true. it's got to be the top. It, it something along those lines, right?
0: Yeah. Um, a whole lot ahead. of
1: nothing. This is a whole lot of nothing. That's oh, a whole what this, lot of
0: nothing. That's a good. That's good.
1: Temporarily, whole, that's what we're going to call this, this, this segment.
0: A whole lot of nothing. Okay, let's look at this. Uh, Donnie, put Aquafina's apology in the chat real quick. Put it in the chat. Some, my, my, my iPad's going crazy. Oh, here it is. Here it is. No, here it is. Aquafina, if you guys don't know Aquafina, I don't know how you couldn't. She's uh, very talented. Very talented. She's very talented. She's funny.
1: She is talented. Sorry, talented. I was looking at very something talented. else. She's talented. Very
0: talented Asian-American performer. She was recently in Shang-Chi. She played Katie. Uh, she was good in Shang-Chi. I did have a problem at the end of the movie with her being able to take a dragon out. Spoiler alert. Um, but she had only been using a bow she for usually one day. It goes
1: the other Shang-Chi. way around. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Then you spoil it.
0: Right. Whatever. Okay, uh, but she's also been criticized for using a black scent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, nigga talk. You know, you 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 see Aquafina, you expect her maybe to just have a regular American accent. All of a sudden, she's like, "Yo, yo, 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 my G, let's go down to the goddamn bodega and get a quarter water." It's me, Aquafina. You know what I'm saying, B? Come like New New York got so many different names for people. B, son. God,
1: I love they, it.
0: They call you everything except for your name. I
1: love a,
0: it. A, no nigga from New York has ever called me Van ever, V yeah. a B son, God, all of that stuff like that. So that's how Aquafina talks. She talks like she's from the Wu Tang clan. <laughs> so people have been getting on her ass about that. Black scent. And I thought uh, Aquafina's had enough of it. She's left Twitter, but before leaving Twitter, she fired off a salvo. Of course, this is what Aquafina said. She, she acknowledges that African-Americans have historically and routinely seen their culture stolen, exploited, and appropriated by the dominant culture for monetary gain without acknowledgement nor respect for where those roots come from. And that Black Americans have been disproportionately affected by institutionalized policies and law enforcement policies. She went on to say that the problem continues to this day and that things like the internet TikTok slain generation, that liberally uses uh, hip-hop and linguistic acculturation all accumulate to play a factor in the fine line between offensive and pop culture. But as a non-Black person of color, I stand by the fact that I will always listen and work tirelessly to understand the history and context of AAVE, African-American. What does that mean? Vernacular English. Correct. Correct what is deemed appropriate or backwards towards the progress of any and every marginalized group. But I must emphasize, to mock, belittle, or to be unkind in any way possible at the expense of others is simply not my nature. Never has, and it never was. With that, Aquafina is seemingly off of Twitter, which is a toxic place, I'm not going to lie. And she's going to continue to keep up with everyone On places that are nicer to hang out, like uh, Instagram and, you know, other places, I guess. Snapchat, TikTok, TikTok, Triller, Triller, you don't stop. You know what I mean? All of that stuff. Uh, Your thoughts, Rach?
1: Well, as the segment is titled, she really gave us a whole lot of nothing. I'm going to need, while she's trying to understand all these things, I'm going to need her to understand how to apologize. And that starts with acknowledging what you did wrong. That was a statement, not an apology. She never acknowledged what she did. And furthermore, towards the end, I believe—I don't know if she said it in that statement or she comes back later, but she says, I apologize if I ever fell short in anything I did. If, meaning I don't know if I did But just in case, sure, you're not apologizing to anything specifically. You're not saying, you're not acknowledging what people are saying offended them. You're basically just standing, saying you stand by the black community and you in no way have done something to mock, belittle or be unkind in any way. That is you giving us nothing. You're not understanding why people are upset. That's how I took that whole thing. So you might as well have not said anything.
0: Yeah. So let me let me. Let me talk about this. Uh, So you ever met anyone that just talks like this? That you know from the neighborhood or whatever? You ever met anybody? That's not black? Yeah.
1: No, everybody's black in my neighborhood.
0: Everybody in your neighborhood was black. That was dope. Uh, For example, let me ask you a question. Would you say that Fat Joe is guilty of this?
1: Is he guilty? Does he talk like he? Yes.
0: Yeah, Fat Joe, not a black guy. It's not He's black. He's
1: not Afro Latino.
0: No. Okay. He's not Afro Latino. Oh, news to me. He, he, news
1: to me. He, he, doesn't, he, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't fall under the Afro Latino car.
1: Thought he was Afro Latino.
0: No. Remember when Jennifer Lopez came out and said her music wasn't of African origin? Fat Joe doesn't come. Dude. So I'm asking a question about. I'm asking. I'm literally looking at this. I'm, so I'm saying is that like. Fat Joe, would you say that Fat Joe was a uh, was a was a was a part of this? Would you say like a Fat Joe?
1: Well, I mean, I again, I thought he was Afro-Latino. Right. So, I'm a little I need some time. Well,
0: I well, need well, some time I, to process. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> <wait a minute. laughs> but if you saw Fat Joe on the street, you wouldn't think there goes a black guy. Would you? Oh, fat Joe.
1: I I, <laughs> I, I, I I, might think, I would think, I would definitely think he has some, he, I would think that he was Latino, but if you told me he was Afro Latino, I'd be like, okay, I could see that. And so I guess I'm putting together because of how he talks, because of his whole, you know, demeanor and the way he carries himself. Maybe that's why I slapped that on there. But I don't know if I was walking down the street. I don't know. He could, he could be light skinned.
0: He's of, he's of Puerto Rican and Cuban descent.
1: Okay. Now, again, I need some time to process this.
0: But what I'm saying is, if if you go to Puerto Rico or Cuba, right, mm-hmm. two places, not everybody on those islands are Afro Latinos, right? Not everyone on the islands are.
1: No, no, no. Correct.
0: Right. So if you're if you're Cuban, you look at the Cuban, you look at Fidel Castro, not really an Afro Latino, but there are mm-hmm. tons and tons of black Cubans, right? Mm-hmm. So the only reason why I ask that question is because. What would be the difference in that situation between an Aquafina and a Fat Joe? Like, what would be the difference? And there is a difference. But do you know what that difference would be? Cultural acceptance. Cultural acceptance.
1: Cultural acceptance.
0: (laughs) I'm serious. That's the difference. The difference is that for whatever reason in the South Bronx where Fat Joe is from, The Black people and the Puerto Rican people, okay, the people, they're they're together. like They live, you know what I mean? They share a little bit more. So there is a cultural acceptance of that, Mm -hmm. right? That's really all any of this matters. Whether or not you can trace your roots back to Africa is less important than whether or not we say you are. And so my thing is, like, I've been around people before that this is just how they are. They grew up around us. They were with us, and this okay. is how they are. And that's yeah. how
1: he's always spoken. Right. That is not her though, because she doesn't talk like that anymore.
0: Right. So. So she was my...
1: per- she was pretending to be something that she wasn't.
0: This is my point. I'm. Not, I i do not know how she used to talk back in the day. Most well, she don't talk like
1: me. she don't talk like that anymore. That's what people said. She changed her whole. She has a black sin.
0: Well, she might have toned it down. She might've purposely changing but I'm not I'm not defending Aquafina. What I'm saying no, is look, like, what, I, what I'm saying is this though. Once again, in this situation, Aquafina is not understanding what people actually want for her. No,
1: she's not. What people
0: actually want from Aquafina is to talk about this, <laughs> is to discuss this. And by the way, if Aquafina goes, yo, Fat Joe used the N word. Nigga, nigga, nigga.
2: Like Fat I said, Joe,
0: nigga, shit. as like, I said, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> thought like he was big, one like, of uh, us. like, I need like, some time. <laughs> big pun, nigga, 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 nigga. In these rhymes, rest in peace, Big Pun, one of the illest ever. Right. What well, Aquafina needs, like, 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 she didn't do the one thing that people really wanted her to do. See, they want to do everything except for talk to us about yes. it, right? Yes. They want to do everything except for actually do us. When you talk about treating people treating people good and treat, treating people like humans and all of that touchy-feely shit that people want to get from people, how about sit down and have a conversation about it? How about I actually talk about it? How, how about I actually address it? And, yeah. yo, if the situation is... Yo, I grew up in Queens and this is where I'm from and you know and I'm in the Shaolin because I'm one of the Wu Tang members and whatever and all of that stuff. if if that's your answer, if if that's your thing, you fucking ride with it and be who the fuck you gonna be. But the reality is this statement seems condescending. It seems a little bit like this was a. You ain't gotta tell us what we've been through, nigga. We already know. Thank you. That's what
1: I like. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I can't do any more of these segments today. (laughs) Like you can't, you can't tell us we already know what we've been through. We we're hoping that you understand. So so I think that she missed an opportunity to actually confront this issue head on, talk about it in a way that actually might have. Uh, been something that um, was a little bit more enlightening to people because mm-hmm. she's right like you know I th- there's a part of this that's right she's like she's like internet slang generation right so like sometimes sometimes like you know I'll listen to a white person they'll be like man that is so ghetto and I'll be like eh, what the fuck you know about the ghetto mm-hmm. what the fuck you? you been in the ghetto let's go check it out I like, was like you, like you want to tell me what's I'll ghetto I'll
1: be like what does that mean
0: what like yeah, what, like, is, what do you mean
1: by ghetto? Yeah, well, what,
0: what the fuck mean? you know about the ghetto? Well, tell me what you know about the ghetto. But the reality of the situation is that as we continue to sell our culture, I'm gonna be honest with you. As we continue to sell our culture and continue to really not sell it but rent it out, <laughs> rent like like rent out our culture. As we continue to put it out there for public consumption, part of this is going to become an issue where we're gonna have to fight to define and redefine where the blackness of this really exists. I think that point that she made yeah. is actually a salient point to where there's going to be a limit. Because remember now, our number one way to get rich is to sell culture. And since when when you sell culture, right, Um, we're going to have to draw lines. Like the N-word is a line. Mm-hmm. Like the, the N-word is a line. The it N-word absolutely is. is absolutely a line. That's a line that... 90 percent of us understand the only people who will tell you that the n-word is not a line is the fucking rappers because really they don't give a fuck who buys their shit the most of them right but the n-word is a line but other than that we have to continue to have conversations about what things we're comfortable with and what things we aren't comfortable with but the people like aquafina they don't have to sit down and have those conversations with them they can't take their ball and go home right Crazy. If anything, she should have put a whole rap album out. She used to rap. I think she still rap. Does she she be rapping? I think she used to rap too, yeah. She used to rap. Yeah. Alternative hip hop. Alternative hip hop. Aquafina. Her first song listen, to all my niggas.
1: Listen, when she comes has to come back, come correct. You know what I mean? When you come back, don't don't make a statement and then disappear off social media like Hannah Brown did. You know what I mean? Like stand by what Whoa. you had to say.
0: Ooh. Whoa! So you saying? I mean, Sam... she since
1: come back and apologize. Y'all know the story, but I'm just saying that's what so that's what saying, it, that's wait. what it did. That's what happened. So she you said saying
0: it... I can't I can't throw no sh- no strays at Sam Acho but Tana B could just catch these strays. I, that's that's actually factual. What happened. What happened with Sam Acho
1: no, no. We will bring Sam on. We just didn't have enough space. I can't handle it today. We just don't have the space to do it
0: today. Uh, Acho can't. brothers. Acho brothers looking like some.
1: No, Acho. no, no. We will talk. We will, we will in another time. But see, talk but see, to Sam Acho.
0: That's that, that's that change of hearts and mind shit. Nigga, do some racist shit. You're going to take him to the African American Museum. Fuck that. Kay. I don't give a fuck. That guy oh, didn't like, do something racist. But like, you know, you know what you should you know have done? Fuck taking him to the African American Museum so he can cry over Harriet Tubman and joy the truth. You walk in the office and you go, yo, if you ever fuck up, we gonna kick you in your ass. How about that? I bet that'll make him stay in line. More I I guarantee you this. I guarantee you, you see more black coaches get hired now. At least in the at least right now, they was about to give Lovey Smith a job. And nobody thought about Lovey Smith. I know.
1: <laughs> I, saw that. I was like, "Wait, what? That's yeah. we that's what we're digging to? We going to go dig, we going to go find Lovey? We don't have anybody else?" Mm. Mike McDaniel.
0: Mike okay. McDaniel he black, right?
1: He black? Yes, his grandmother is. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Um, okay. Uh, let's take a break. Okay.
1: If they if they asked you to go on if if Joe Rogan asked you to come on to discuss this would you?
0: I don't know now, man.
1: I don't know. Sorry, just a thought. Just a thought. Just a I thought. don't know
0: now. Now it would seem like
1: I would. Some, I wouldn't want to.
0: Now it would seem like some step and fetch it nigga shit. If it was like a bunch of people, maybe like where we could like actually like all of us, like,
1: like all of us from Spotify, come uh, together.
0: Well, like it was. If it was like if it was a situation where I thought there would be some. If really, if anything. I don't know. See, it, it, it that's the line, right? How do you know when you're just sucking on the tin of clout?
1: Oh, you would be. No, we would be being used because the thing is, it wouldn't do anything at the end of the day. That's why I, I wouldn't want to do it. So
0: then what's the point? So let me ask
1: you a question. I just, so I what, just thought about it. I was like, so, oh, what what's,
0: the, so then what's the what's the point about? We got to have conversations then. So then we don't have to have conversations.
1: No, 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 It's not that we don't have to have conversations. I just think the point is lost on Joe Rogan after hearing his apology, after knowing the fact that they're not even going to suspend him, nothing. He is, there's absolutely no accountability other than this being a conversation. And this is probably going to have more people listen to him anyway after all of this. Watch. Right.
0: Watch. Right. Oh, yeah, because the I Stand With Rogan thing is blowing up now, so whatever. Yeah. All right, uh, sports. Your man Stephen A. Smith is hating on niggas again. Jesus Christ. Sports Corner, Sports Corner, where we talk about bouncing balls. Yeah, Sports <laughs> Corner. We're um, uh, we gonna a, work
1: on these names, y'all. We're
0: gonna work on names. <laughs> so Stephen A. Smith said on an NBA Countdown Saturday night that if Durant fails to deliver a championship with the Nets, while the Warriors went without him, he'll eventually be known more for leaving Golden State than anything else. Durant, my guy. KD took the Twitter to shoot back. Steve, since you decided to use your ESPN, since you decide to use ESPN to push your personal agendas, I'm sure your minions will run with this story for you. But if you believe this is what my career is defined by, you're just a flat-out hater.
3: <laughs> it's going to be
0: hard to box the God in. And then Stephen A. Smith came back telling Kevin Durant to stop the BS. Since he's not rooting for the Durant narrative, he says... Uh, could happen but he is calling it like he sees it Let me ask you a question straight up Question what is Stephen a Smith a fucking hater Like no. why are we Talking why are we talking about hypotheticals To kick a man back in and all of that shit Like that hypothetical situation because it's
1: doing Exactly what he wants you to do it's starting A conversation it's started like he's Getting people to talk about it he's having A hot take you know, like that is what he's in the business of doing is having a hot take and hopefully being polarizing in this industry that he's in, which we know he is. Whether you liked his opinion or not, people go to hear what Stephen A. Smith has to say. And here he goes again. He's got his topics right. Kevin Durant is one of them because this isn't the first time that he's gone after Kevin Durant and a decision that he's made and he's. Done it over, like uh, the same subject over and over and over again. And Kevin responded, his mother responded, you're giving him what he wants. Like everybody knows this is actually,
0: what? So what you're saying is hating is okay.
1: No, I didn't say that. I said what Stephen A. Smith does is push pushes people's buttons. And he knows that when he has a hot take on Kevin Durant, he's going to push people's buttons, particularly Kevin Durant's. Because you- it's, it's obviously ridiculous. Obviously, Kevin is not going to be defined if the fa- if he doesn't bring a championship to the D- Nets, that does not defining his career. That is not all people are going to remember about his career. He has a long list of accomplishments.
0: Does he now? Interesting. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know when people say something,
1: like, you know when people say something and you hear it and uh, then it just settles in. and settles in. And I'm like, damn, man.
0: Um, okay, so I, I don't know, man. I don't like shit like this, man. Stephen A. This is Stephen what he A, does. He's too old for this shit, man. I'm not gonna lie. Stephen this A. This is stop.
1: literally his career. You know, his hot like, hot takes.
0: I know, but it's, it's like at some point, I'm gonna be real with you, man. It was cool before, but I watched Stephen A. Smith, not Stephen A. Smith, I watched Skip Bayless mm-hmm. up there looking like fucking skeletor, like an angry hate demon. Just getting on there. <laughs> like he looked like they, they they look like they have to, at this point, it looks like they have to sew Skip Bayless's clothes on his body. He's just sitting up there, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like every single, like a like he's in the melting snowman phase of his career just up there hating and yeah and and i watched this guy uh it up against my dallas cowboys i'm like you all just want to you don't want to just stop dick riding and hating like it's it's one thing if it was a real issue but Stephen a just sometimes just finds a reason to hate on motherfuckers to me who who so who whose side do you take? These are two people that you know. These are your two best friends in the industry. Who, Stop. Who are you riding with?
1: I think that they both responded And uh, Stephen A. Smith, this is what he does in his career. Kevin Durant has the right to respond and call him out on how ridiculous it was. Is it ridiculous take? It really is. So I guess I'm with Kevin.
0: You're with Kevin. Aha. Now look, Stephen A. Smith is gonna say something about you. What no. if what if what if Stephen A. Smith every day would have been like Talking shit about you when you're on the Bachelorette.
1: It's been it's been done by other people. That's what Kevin Frazier did to me every time ty- every day on his show. It's like a, we talk about this all the time.
0: Kevin Frazier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did Kevin Frazier do? What do you mean? What did he do? Oh, what did he do? Like, what did he? Kevin Frazier cross you? Like, oh, marshmallow head ass nigga. Okay, we're cool. I like, I, I, like, cool.
2: like, I
1: like, like Kevin I'm Frazier, but I'm just saying, saying I, he talked like, mad shit about me when I was on the Bachelorette. What
0: kind of shit? What kind of shit?
1: Just like. Like he didn't know why I was doing this. I was faking it. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was doing this for money and fame. I wasn't really gonna fall in love. I wasn't gonna find love. And so then he was like, "Oh shit! I had to eat my words." Like, yeah, eat but it's like all. Like, it's all people, like it's all cool. I've I've no problems with Kevin. He's p- doing what he does. Like it's like his people job. People
0: eat marshmallows. <laughs> you ever like? You ever milked? So dust. like, look. I want you guys to look at Kevin Frazier right now. <laughs> Stop. Google him. And then look at the images, and then this nigga, this nigga got a marshmallow hair.
1: Nichelle, his own co-host, calls him Milk Dud all the time.
0: Yeah, Milk Dud is probably good, too. Nichelle, cool, too. Kevin Frazier, cool. I just I can't believe that Kevin Frazier... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I see Kevin Frazier in a picture with Stephen A. Smith, the hater duo. <laughs> 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 oh, now look, now I'm hating. Shout out to Kevin Frazier, man. I don't know why you was hating you on, hate sister, on You
1: hate on them, you hate on Skip.
0: Right. <laughs> Fuck Skip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about
0: Skip, man. Fuck Skip. Like, I, I used to like Skip, but I- have I ever told you about dickhead momentum? Have I ever told you about that? Mm-mm.
1: I don't
0: think Dick- so. Dickhead momentum is when you know you're wrong in an argument, but you just keep arguing because you can't. Mm, okay. Dickhead Very familiar momentum. with it. Skip Bayless is the fucking king of dickhead momentum bro you were wrong about LeBron bro it's like I, I get it for a long time I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan for a long time it was like LeBron James can't LeBron James is a four time champion I think he's got four or five MVP MVPs he's going to finish probably unless injury strikes with the all time scoring record you were wrong about LeBron James get off his fucking nutsack like it's, I, I get it, bro. Got to keep
1: going. I don't gotta
0: like keep it.
1: going. Do you think that there's a point where people like Skip or maybe Stephen A. It's like time to hang it up because you've done it for so long. It just gets to the point where now you're just hating. Now you're just saying something to yeah, say. That's Do you what feel I said. that? Yeah. You just, so you feel you, like Stephen A. Smith and like Skip should should retire?
0: Not Stephen A. He's got a couple of more years. Of, what is he? Fifty four? Something like that. He's got a couple more years of hating in him. But once you get to be, like, (laughs) 60 and, like, your job is to go on TV and just hate on a motherfucker all day long, like, after a while, man, that shit, you got to stop just hating on a nigga every day of your life. That's like I'm just like, he's 54, he looks great, he makes a lot of bread. I'm proud of him. And he, by the way, he has such a sharp basketball mind. Like he is yeah. such a sharp basketball mind, but mm-hmm. I, he really ran a follow of me when he was hating on Colin Kaepernick for no reason. Just hate, I know. hate, know, we
1: know, we know, we know. Move on, we ain't going down the Kaepernick train. We're not <laughs> hate,
0: doing it. We're not doing it. Hate, <laughs> hate. I'll say this else about Stephen A. Smith. I saw him on TV today, talking about the fact that the NFL is shameful for its treatment of black coaches. And black guys, how the fuck could Stephen A. Smith say that? We're not doing it. When he sided with the (laughs) NFL over the black man that the NFL took his job. Hey. All right. uh, We have not yet talked about the story of Amir Locke. Yes, guys. Unfortunately, we are back here again. The Minneapolis mayor has imposed a moratorium on no-knock warrants. Two days after a SWAT team entered a downtown apartment and killed Amir Locke, Amir Locke was a 22 year old black man I believe he was from Texas Uh, His parents say he was executed This is what happened Amir Locke was in an apartment Sleeping he had a gun on him Amir Locke was Registered to carry This firearm Mm -hmm. Registered to carry this firearm A no knock warrant was executed On this home this apartment Police kicked in the door They would come running through the door Amir Locke uh, grabs his gun, the police shoot a mirror lock. He was not on the suspect list for the people that the cops were looking for. At first, they said that he might have been. He wasn't. The cops also said that he pointed the gun at them. The body cam video has been released. It is unclear if the gun was... Po- he certainly reached for it. But Sure! I not, yeah, I, I do not think the gun was on him. I... Don't have any understanding. We actually looked for a police officer to be on the the show today. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't understand why we would still be no knocking at this time.
1: There are other states that have gotten rid of no knocks. Florida, Oregon, Virginia... They don't have it, and if you were following, we talked. We talked about Brianna Taylor a lot on this podcast, and you know that they um, enacted Brianna's Law in Louisville, Kentucky. Like in light of all the awareness that's been brought about, no knocks. I saw this statistic that said back in the '80s there were 1,500 annually no knock warrants. Now there's 60 to 70 thousand, and in light too of Castle Law and stand your ground law, they, they contradict or conflict with no knock warrants. You know what I'm saying? So this is just something that should just be completely eliminated. And let's not also forget that to have a no knock warrant, it has to be a judge that issues it. Again, elected officials, elected Ah. officials, it goes back to elections. Who are you putting on? What do they stand for? Think about that.
0: Donnie, I would like the Legal Eagle sound, well, I, please. Oh,
1: wait. I should also wait. I should also say that it's every every state is different. Not most states, it's with a judge that has to, but it's not always before somebody comes at, at me.
0: Do you? Uh, can you explain to people what castle doctrine is? Like what castle law, or stand your ground law? That's just basically basically things that make it easier for you to shoot somebody when they come in your crib, right?
1: Uh, wait for castle or or stand your ground.
0: So, castle, I saying your ground is basically Anytime you're being attacked and the castle doctrine Is it's you being able to defend, yes. be able to defend your yeah. home So think about that And by the way, I, I want to talk about a couple Of people here, I talked to a guy earlier Today via text, his name is Coleon Noor. Uh He used to be, he's a guy I know He's a two-way guy uh, He used to do videos for the NRA Somebody I had on a podcast in, in, in the past Him and I don't agree with things but We've been able to have good conversations I think that the silence from the Black 2A community on this particular killing is particularly interesting. Okay, so if you guys aren't familiar with the 2A community, what they are basically saying is that the Second Amendment is the most fundamental freeman for our freedom in all of the Constitution. It provides you with the right to protect yourself and be a sovereign away from persecution by the state and by the government, right? You should be able to have your gun. You should be able to have 10 guns. You should be able to carry your gun wherever you want. You should be able to carry your gun into space, carry your gun on an airplane, carry your gun in a submarine, carry your gun into Disneyland. Wherever you want to carry your gun, the 2A community believes you should be able to carry your gun. There should be people in schools with guns they believe that that Jeez. would stop school shootings, guns everywhere, as many guns as you could uh, as you could possibly have, okay, Amir Locke has a gun, a legal gun mm-hmm. he is sleeping. The state itself comes into the apartment. He is startled by what he might think are intruders coming into the apartment. He grabs his gun to kill him if that's not the state killing someone mm-hmm. who is with, who is a legal law-abiding gun owner, if that's not fodder for the NRA and for the Coleon, the wars, who he told me he was going to make a video about it tonight, if that's not fodder for all of these people to jump behind this issue and talk about how no-knock warrants actually put gun, gun owners at risk or put American citizens at risk against the state that they claim is trying to like look over our shoulders and take everything that we have, I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't know what like I, the, I, the I hit him earlier today and I said, "Yo, your silence is really interesting on this." He said, "I'm gonna make a video tonight." I'm like, "What's taking so long?" Like your like your 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 silence on this issue is really really interesting. And, well, and, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who
1: is it that's gonna make the video again?
0: Coleon DeWar. Okay. He used to he used to do videos. Uh, he's a two A advocate. Black two A advocate. He's from Texas. He used to do videos for the sense. NRA. Remember, he was uh the guy that remember when Killer Mike got in trouble for going on the podcast. He was talking with the NRA guy. Coleon was the guy he was talking to.
1: Okay. <sighs> um. Yeah, you said it, Van. I don't have anything else to say in yeah, in enough. regard to that. Yeah. No. 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 I'm just saying, like, I would. I. I wasn't as familiar with the 2A group. I was looking it up because I thought I saw I read something that I thought I read something that a 2A group said something in regards to this specific incident. But now I can't find it anymore. They
0: might have. But what I'm, th- what I'm saying is between this and Philando Castile, who is another legal gun owner, it seems to me that when legal gun owners are black, it doesn't fucking matter whether or not the cops kill them. Mm-hmm. It seems like they only care about guns and the 2A shit when they're taking away guns from white people. When they're fucking over the laws of black guys that are 2a Mm -hmm. all the way and that have gun licenses and all that stuff nobody these guys where's the nra on this they say they. they, whatever man uh Mm -hmm. yeah fuck it who cares uh let's run the (laughs) let's run the video Uh time for is this fucked up is this fucked up is the same way we're going to talk about whether something's actually wrong okay today's is this fucked up Stars mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who I am thrilled to have as the mayor of New York. There hasn't been more comedy from a politician in years. Trump wasn't funny to me. You guys thought that shit was funny. I don't think it's funny. He's up there with the Toronto mayor, Rob Ford. This guy's hilarious. Play the sound of uh eric adams and what he had to apologize for every day in the police department i kicked those crackers ass man yeah. i was unbelievable <laughs> in the police department when you keep one of the black like, enforcement okay miss sergeant you know, a lieutenant and the captain you know the story Some
1: who was he talking
0: to he's talking to a group of people <laughs> that's all i'll tell you eric adams had to come back and apologize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you know Using the term cracker. Okay, Donnie, I want you to drop Donnie, I want you to drop in the quote in, in the in the chat right now the etymology of the word cracker. I want you to drop and find it and drop it in a quote and then I'm going to read it but before I do Rachel was it fucked up that he used that term?
1: I mean, I don't know the history of the word cracker. I know white people do find it Um Is that it?
0: That's it. That's it. So listen. So listen. So we're gonna talk about this.
1: So no, I don't find it fucked up. Okay, so
0: we're gonna talk about this. But but but
1: before I saw I saw a peek of the definition. Okay, I don't. I did not know where this word originated. but The only reason I was gonna say that is I know why people find it offensive. But it when when I have a problem with it when they start comparing it to the n word because there's absolutely no equivalent for it and there's Uh no word that is offensive. As the N word is to us, that like that is to you. So I mean, okay. do I go around using the word? No.
0: Right, right, okay. So, just in case people didn't know, it's been suggested that white slave foremen in the antebellum South were called crackers, owing to their practice of cracking the whip to drive and punish slaves. Whips were also cracked over pack animals, so cracker may have referred to whip. Cracking itself. They crack a whip to get you to work. Now, let me go ahead and get into this. Is it fucked up? No. Should you be saying it? Not really.
1: (laughs) And and here's the
0: the difference between the Joe Rogan thing and this, because we're due to be called hypocrites here. But let me tell you something, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is like the opposite of the Joe Rogan situation. I'll tell you <laughs> why. In the Joe Rogan situation, any white dude that wants to say the word nigger, I look at it in a certain way. Any white dude that thinks black people and white people have different brains, I look at it a certain way. Any white dude that would say the planet ABC, I look at it a certain way. As fucked up as this might be, The way I look at it, if you kind of don't think that white people in a way like deserve this name, not white people whiteness, I kind of look at you in a certain way, like I don't want to bring it up again, but like, you know, the Acho's. Okay. You know, like, I don't want to bring it up again. The but I, 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 I would say this I understand it. I'm not ever going to, you know, I'm not ever going to be out here on anything like calling white people crackers because I just <laughs> right. don't think it's like, what's it, the point? Remember what I said? I said, we just we all got to live together. Don't call people crackers.
1: Right. It wasn't appropriate, especially coming from bad. the mayor. It's,
0: it's back. But, but I can't say, I can't I would, say it's, it's fucked not up. fucked up. It's I can't not, say it's fucked up because, yeah. like, come on, man. White people, y'all got to get, y'all got to at least get these jokes. I mean, like, look, look, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, man, it's like, look, we didn't, we didn't see. Here's the thing, man. We didn't have to give it up. Like, we gave up bodies and bodies and blood, and we didn't. Let, don't let us move in the neighborhood. The fucking don't let us. We can't. We can't direct Star Wars. Think about all this shit that they take. Like, you can't direct Star Wars. You can't live in the neighborhood. Like, you can't come to the same church, same school. They lent you. Uh, take your house, all of that stuff. At least y'all got to get these jokes, man. At least sure. got we got to be allowed some fucking name calling. Sure,
1: sure. I understand. I understand. Power I, I think most people
0: don't know the origin of the
1: word. I do want to say that. So I think this will be enlightening oh, to it. a lot of people. I did not.
0: Oh, um, also, uh, but also something else is real quick. This is the same reason why you can't, why men can't call women sexist. Some women probably are, but it just doesn't make any sense to call them that. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great point. All right, you have a serious question.
0: Vance, very serious question of the week. Uh, Greatest male singers of all time.
1: Oh, we're doing this. Wait, last time you gave me three to choose from.
0: Are you not going to do that again? I'm going to give you three this time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you three this time. Okay. Male singers. Mm -hmm. This is just on voice. Just on voice.
1: Are you doing that? Because last time I said it's just who they represent as... Okay, fine. Just on voice. Just on it's voice. It's just fine. voice. Just on voice. Just on it's voice. just
0: voice. Okay. Okay. Sam Cooke. <laughs> okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Sam Cooke, he could sing. hmm hmm Luther
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Vandross. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: You got Sam Cooke Luther Vandross, trying to think who the last guy should be.
1: I can make it tough for you.
0: Give me one. Teddy P. Wow. Those are the three.
1: Because I can't choose. I knew if you throw Teddy P in there, that's really tough for me.
0: Sam Cooke, Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass. Rank them from one to three
1: okay okay Luther's number three for me I'm gonna start there
0: you out your fucking mind I put hey, hey
1: it's my ranking Luther's wait, wait, wait. three Luther's three
0: Luther Vandross?
1: Luther's three but let me just say okay. something Sam Cooke is my all time favorite singer I think I've said that on the podcast I'm like, right. a, a, like a, but and I want to put him number one but there is something about Teddy that moves me moves me you told me voice alone voice alone no i feel every word note song when teddy sings and this goes back to harold melvin and the blue notes okay not just as his solo career you got to go back to harold melvin he was a drummer they pulled him up harold melvin got harold melvin got uh jealous that's why teddy teddy had to go teddy had to do his own thing it's got to be teddy there is something about Teddy. Y'all got to Teddy, Sam, Luther.
0: So, I go Luther, Sam, Teddy.
1: You put Luther Teddy Vandross.
0: last? Yeah, Luther Vandross, best voice I've ever heard.
1: No, 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 no. Nobody
0: nobody no. sings better than Luther Vandross.
1: You know it took me a while to lo- warm up to Luther.
0: What the fuck we y'all doing over there in no, Oak no, no. Cliff?
1: No, 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 no. It's not that I wasn't taught him. It took me personally a while. And then once I did, I just couldn't stop.
0: Yeah. I, you know what you it's never too much.
1: Never too much. <laughs> never too much. <laughs> it's Teddy Pig. That's nah, Luther
0: Vandross. It's Luther Vandross. Okay, look, uh, you guys, high learning's done. Uh it's a long episode. Long episode, but we don't give a fuck. Don't tell us what we give a fuck about. Okay. Wow. We're gonna we gonna come back. <laughs> We're gonna come back. Uh we did not get to Thandie Newton and her apology. We I definitely wa- want to talk I about don't... that. Do we? You don't want to talk about that. That was Thandie like Newton's the apology? one
1: topic on the loose list that I was like, you no.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> up to you. Like, look, she wasn't apologizing to me. She was apologizing to you. Do you accept her apology?
1: I didn't need it.
0: You're so weird about apologies. I, like, didn't you, you, need, you said, I
1: didn't need it. I didn't need her to apologize for being light-skinned. I Rachel, didn't. Let,
0: let me ask you a question, just real quick. What was the last public apology that you accepted?
1: Chris Harrison's.
0: Oh, and I did. Soup Kitchen. I did. I did. You accepted Soup Kitchen's apology? Soup Kitchen is way more racist than anybody else. <laughs> soup Kitchen. <laughs> like, Soup Kitchen. <laughs> soup kitchen is soup kitchen is safe still. Right, I'm not gonna... going
1: to well, I usually say, and I just did this podcast, so call me a hypocrite. I usually say, I'm not going to judge your apology. That's what I usually say. Aquafina didn't apologize. Tandys, it's it's like, why? Joe Rogan, bullshit. I'm judging you. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Bye. <laughs> All right.
0: I'll take these caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr.,
1: I'm Rachel and Lindsay. We out. Bye, guys.